What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Anchored Voice, a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil, too. And today we want to get right into it and talk about mental health. We want to get in and talk about what it takes to really get through these times. So we want you to share this video out. We want you to share this video uh, of what's going on in somebody's life. We want to have a check-in. We want to have this check-in right now. So listen, have a check-in. Let me know where where you're tuning in from. Uh, We got a special guest. So right after this intro, this is the Anchor Voice, a podcast helping men to anchor life. Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tooth. Welcome to the program. What's up, everybody? It's the Anchored Voice. I got a special guest on with me right now it is none other than my brother from a different mother really graham what's going on yes sir thank you happy sabbath thank you for having me here good to see you always good to see you so uh we're here bright and sunny day but it's cold up here in the northeast yeah i hear some people like stuck in ice and everything man i woke up this morning to my neighbor chipping ice in his car so, um, you know, I was going to go out today and you know how I like to go to the beach, my mental health, uh, walk, even if it's cold, uh, something's different. I was like, nah, I'm going to stay inside cause, uh, so I don't slip and fall. So there, there'll be other days. There'll be other days. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, mm. you know, you gotta have a day we can stay in. I even heard some pastors had to stay in and, uh, you know, have church from home, you know? Yeah. Kind of like that's what we're having, you know, today. Today is just a day where uh, people are dealing with things. So, you know, the topics that we're going to address even right now, uh, we'll have on replay later mm-hmm. on today as well so that yeah. we can still add value to the people that mm-hmm. are watching mm-hmm. and that the people that come on. So we'd love for you to join us. We'd love for you to join us. Um we do have some sponsors that we will talk about a little bit later on. Later on, mm-hmm. listen, we're talking with uh, Gary Graham, mental health counselor, um, and also Gary Graham from the Snacks with yeah. the Rams. Yeah, one third. <laughs> one third. <laughs> yeah, three of us yeah. there. Yeah, every Friday, uh, three to five, um, we there. Uh, Seventy-two episodes in a row. Wow. Yeah. Yep. What's up, Oliver? It, 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 that's a good thing. So I know you've been there from the beginning. I actually started with you. <laughs> so um, the whole Graham Snacks thing, when you get into it, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be together. I was telling somebody if I would uh, lose a pound for every week, uh, I would have lost 72 pounds. Sounds, uh, it's a long time, man. It's a long, a long time. time. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, and you know, a lot of good. A lot of yeah. good has come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to do seventy-two uh, in a row. In a row, with three uh, people. I right. mean, I, it's funny. We were talking. Um, 
you know, they have the Manning cast that come on during Monday Night Football. And one of the issues they were having, despite um, the Manning brothers, that they were brothers and they kind of know each other, uh, Peyton and Eli, they were always talking over each other. We haven't even learned how to do that yet. So it's, you know, you when you're in two remote places, but it's fun. Um, We get to meet a lot of people and uh, we uh, connected with a lot of people across the country. So uh, there's no plans for us to stop anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't because it's good. You've got a lot of great content on there. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just need to turn this into the podcast so people can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everything. Yep. Yep. You're definitely a contributor. Uh, you know, when they have those producers, you're definitely always there. You know, Phil, you're one of those uh, reoccurring guests that, that comes by. And so uh, hopefully not only the podcast, uh, Snacks Will Do Well, this podcast, um, you know, is doing well. You have a lot of uh, content here and a lot of good content. This is more of a serious platform, but Snacks is uh, very light. Yeah. But serious. So we're having a hard time fitting into the traditional, let's say, Hope TV or 3ABN. So our independence is big because there's a lot of people that really follow us. Uh, 2,000 to 2,500 views a week. So um, we're in a good place. And uh, it, my parents love it. So, you know, you know, they, they got something to do to watch it. Oh, yeah. You're correct about that. You are correct about that. We just want to make sure... Where everybody is tuning in from. We just want to see where everybody's tuning in from. I may have to make an adjustment to one of our platforms. So let's see. Everybody is tuning in on. Okay. Why? All right. Good, good, good. All right. Great. Listen, uh, you know, this is the season where uh, we've had so many tragic events happen, right? right? Mm -hmm. So much tragic events. Um, and it's, it's really disheartening to see how many people have given up and taken their own life. Right. You know, so that, that's, that's been, you know, a problem right there. How, you know, how do we cope with that? How do we deal with that? Well, um, it's no, uh, big deal. It's a big deal. You know, Regina King's son, um, he committed suicide. So we're going to call it straight out. He uh, committed suicide. And um, former Miss USA, she committed suicide. And you figure uh, for two black people who seem to have everything, why would they off themselves like that? And I always tell people in the mental health field, nobody gets up in the morning like a beautiful day here in New York and says, well, you know, today I'm going to go kill myself. This doesn't, doesn't really happen that way. Right. It, it accumulates over time and it chips away. And, um, one day, uh, when I come back, I'll show a video and a Ted talk video of a man who called a national, um, hotline. And he was on the hotline for 43 minutes with the counselors and still killed himself that day. So, uh, yes, this is a very difficult uh, thing because um, there's spiritual warfare involved. Uh, There are things that we value that the person who kills themselves doesn't value as much. 
and and so you have to find out what is the energy that's taking people to the grave and uh, very hard uh, very hard wow yo it's it's crazy um and you know we everybody's situation is different how they're dealing with it you know everybody's situation is different good morning shay shay morning Shay-Shay. morning happy right. belated birthday her birthday was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. happy birthday. Yeah, one of one of the great ones. Really <laughs> wonderful person. Definitely, absolutely. That that's that's my prima. It's <laughs> my prima. So, um, you know, we, we're 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 still trying to figure out how what people are dealing with, how to prevent it, um, how to prevent suicide. I mean, you know, I try to pray a lot that. Um, God will prevent another suicide, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I pray, but then you know, as much as I'm praying, there are still people that are dealing with this. As a matter of fact, I, I looked at the stats. Uh, I believe the second leading cause of death um, is ages ten to thirty-five is suicide. Really, that's probably behind accidents, right? I believe I so. right. Yeah. Yep, uh, that's surprising, um, and people kill themselves for uh, all different reasons. Um, right. The other day, I had a young man uh, launch himself, and I use these words specifically because I want to make it violent so I could prevent people from doing it. That he launched himself off a bridge and survived. Wow. And, yeah, maybe about six, six weeks ago. And, uh, in fact, you know, they are Seventh-day Adventists. You know, these are a religion that we have this hope. And something we're going to tackle that if you kill yourself, are you not going to be saved or going to get saved? So I'm not going to get into that. But it's still, for somebody who's been doing this for 20-odd years, um, on the administrative side and the counseling side, to see something simple as... Um, and the reason why this person tried to kill himself is because he was blamed for uh, sexual misconduct and he did not want to face the music. And even though it was a lie, he did not want to fight and just did that. So we're currently working with him. It's hard. It's grinding. Parents are involved. Churches involved. And uh, it's very hard, Phil very 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 hard uh for people to keep their mind off of suicide and it's not suicide it's drugs if it's not drugs is a certain type of behavior so you know this whole uh all these buckets are filled into one big pool imagine one pool of different buckets and you have to get out the bucket and then you're still in the pool and then you got to get out the pool that's the best way i could put it absolutely Absolutely. And um, I, it's crazy because this is the thing that people can control. Mm. So we're talking about, you know, suicide is something you can control because you're actually the one that's doing, doing it. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to get to the point where we're helping people control, you know, in schools, we're talking about social and emotional awareness. Right. Right. We're talking about doing drills that are helping our youth get through the time of the pandemic, get through the time of the craze. So right now I'm 
like learning as much as I can about social and emotional learning, the five phases of it. And, uh, you know, one of it is self-awareness, self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Of course, another one is responsible decision making. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're talking about teaching our youth how to make responsible decisions, also to be self-aware, also to be socially aware. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they're aware of themselves, if you're aware of your, you know, where you are in this scenario, then you can kind of guide yourself through. But suicide is something that's that's controlled. It's a choice that people are making. Well, you know, suicide is the end result of uh, clutter and depression and anxiety. So, you know, you see a lot of motivational pieces that you cannot grow in your comfort zone, which is true. Do the same thing over and over again. And then uh, you have things that pile on. And then when you try to catch up, it looks like you can't catch up. So imagine a student, you know, you're in the school system and uh, some kid is behind in their, uh, let's say ELA, English class, and they failed a couple of um, uh, tests or quizzes. Mm -hmm. And then they get down on themselves and then they look and it looks like it's not attainable. You, you know, they have not gone to the teacher to see if there are ways to like, uh, you know, there's a lot of teachers that allows kids to do the assignment over again so they can catch up and learn or they give them extra credit. So instead of trying to take care of that, they're thinking of offing themselves. So I am trying to find out where the turn is that uh, they find a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And uh, self-awareness is one of the keys. It's like, you know, I don't feel right today or I don't feel good today. Or you look at the weather report and you say, you know, Thursday is a wonderful day. It's a sunny day. I'm going to take advantage of that. Or on the other side, Thursday is going to be a rainy day. I'm going to make sure I get out my galoshes and I'm going to get out my rain gear. So some of these things are preparing because, uh, it's a cadence to life. And then once the cadence is off track, Satan has a way to making uh, things that are bad turning to worse. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're, we're just trying to help people. You know, uh, I, I believe that everything that we do, especially as a church, um, is prevention. It's right. all about prevention. Uh, that is why hospitality is important. In church, I'll tell you an example uh, that happened in my church um, in Brooklyn. Uh, one of my members was staying in a homeless shelter, um, mm. and he invited another young man from the homeless shelter. So he comes to church. Now, uh, periodically, I would come off the pulpit and go into the the lobby area, you know, just check what's going on, and I see him there, but he's looking nervous. Mm. He's looking nervous. So I beeline straight to him. And hey, how you doing? You know, um, my name is Pastor Wesley. You know, I'm glad you came. Thank you for coming. He said, Yeah, yeah, you know, da da da. da. You know, but I can see the nerves just mm -hmm. moving in him. And I'm like, listen, you know, um, I believe it's a clinical thing, but my part is the spiritual thing. Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. the clinical thing is a result of the spiritual thing. 
And I believe that the spiritual power can now overcome what happens in the physical. Right. And so I said, would you mind if I prayed over you? Good. He said, sure, not a problem. So I prayed and uh, it calmed him down, like right away. Calm down. I did what I had to do, went back in. Now, he left after some time. He left after some time. Hey, happy South Vernon. Big shout out to Vernon. What's up, Vernon? You know, he left. However, (laughs) that wasn't it. Weeks later, I hear that uh, he cut the throat of his roommate at the homeless shelter. Oh, Lord. Wow. Because he thought he had stolen his his cell phone. Mm. Doesn't stop there. Mm. They can't find him. Mm. Three weeks later, they find him in the Harlem River. Wow. Dead. Wow. Now, this is all documented, right? Mm -hmm. This is all documented. And and I can remember that time like it was yesterday. Uh, So to recognize somebody being disturbed, that's social awareness. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, To recognize somebody is not doing well. They're not handling a situation well. Mm. And so I was able to at least for that moment, hey, you know what? Let me let me calm this down. Because that's all you can do. You can't really, you know, accuse them of being this or that. But you can do. There are things you can do mm-hmm. uh, that will, you know, really give understanding to the situation. Well, uh, what, you, what you did there, you stopped the acceleration because, you know, the end result. Not only he harmed somebody, somebody harmed him. Or, you know, we don't know if that was he harmed himself or he harmed himself. Right. Yeah. So that that was the end. But, you know, a lot of times when people come to church and uh, I'm on the other side of that, I'm sure you've come across this. People will look like tip top shape, look great coming to church. But the effort it takes for them to get up and to get moving and to get to church is monumental. And sometimes we have to look at the signs and, uh, or, you know, you'll say to somebody's like, Oh, you know, you look great. Doc, uh, doc Wesley, you know, you got a nice haircut and you say, well, you know, you didn't like my haircut from before, right? you know, know, (laughs) I wasn't good enough or what have you. Those are, you know, that's a nice tie. Well, you didn't like my tie before. So, you know, people go through a whole bunch of stuff that's going on, but you know, I'm going to be very careful what I say. If, if it Satan has his way, he has everybody on the track, whether it's the local track or the fast track, to killing themselves. And some people don't bite the bait. You know, they go on different routes. But if he had his way, he will all, he, we will all kill ourselves over uh, small uh, depressive or anxiety issues. Absolutely. Um, And every church, every organization should recognize the sign of anxiety. Right. And recognize the sign of mental health disturbance. Mm. Uh, It it happened again at the same church, Brooklyn. Um, We're in prayer meeting. And there was a young man who would come periodically. But you know, never really dressed for church. Didn't matter. You know, didn't matter to me. I was glad he was there. Uh, but would come in from time to time, would stand at the back, like, hey, pastor, blah, 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 blah. Hey, what's up, man? Glad you're here. 
Well, came for prayer meeting. All right, cool. What's up, man? And so as we are coming to the end of it, we start getting into a discussion. I can't remember what the discussion was, but I saw him getting disturbed as he started to ask questions, as he started to say, have statements. And my, the spirit within me said, this one is not right. Good, right. <laughs> <laughs> this one, do not get into an argument and do not try to, you know, lift you. This is not, a, this is survival now. Mm -hmm. This is not right. a time you get into an argument. Right. And uh, I de-escalated everything. Okay, well, everybody is coming to a close. So I'm just going to ask somebody to pray. And we're going to pray and we're going to close. And, mm. and we're just going to send you home. And, and you know, God bless you on your right. <laughs> Yes. It didn't end there. Because oh, wow. maybe a week later or, or that same week, I see in the news he went he checked himself into Brookdale Hospital mm -hmm. and beat the nurse to a pulp. Wow. Now I don't know if this nurse uh survived. I really don't. I've been trying to follow up and see beat her to a pulp and um he had to go to jail. Wow. So for you, for you to beat a nurse to a pulp, that means you had some time. You know. You know, and, you know, hospitals are pretty good with their security uh, with that. That's unfortunate. Well, I, I, I could go and say that she probably didn't die because we would have found that out. But if, the, if that happened. But there's a lot of people that comes in with the spirit of Satan or dark angels on yes. them. And then they pop off. But um, yeah, you remember people get... Oh, Shay knows everything. She's Brooklyn's finest. Right. So she, so she, <laughs> yeah. She would, know, she would know what that is. But you recognizing that, it's over and over again. I mean, I used to be, when I used to go to prayer meeting, midday prayer meeting, uh, when I used to work at uh, the clinic downtown, yeah. I used to go to prayer meeting every Wednesday mm -hmm. um, to get my strength and my yeah. peace. And my parents were there. And this was around the time where um, the people in South Carolina all got killed. Because, you know, we leave the doors open and anybody could come in. That's right. And as Christians and Seventh-day Adventist Christians, you know, and in our evangelistic bloodline, we always want to be good to, uh, you know, people. And, you know, uh, we always talk about suicide, but we talk about uh, homicide, that where people want to hurt other people and um we have to look out for the, that too what's up donna good to see you um so uh there are ways that we got to look out for there's people in the family that we got to look out for who lives with you lives across the street from you that are um disturbed there's going through a, a lot of anxiety and you know phil a lot of this is exacerbated by uh drugs and alcohol too mm -hmm. Yes, and um, yeah, definitely uh, is exacerbated by that. But we all have to first check in for ourselves, and then uh, and, and when I mean check in for ourselves, it's okay to take a little extra time in the mirror and say, hmm, "I feel great today," or "I don't feel like myself today," and call your good friend, call Vern. You know, every time I uh, talk to Vern. 
I have a great conversation or, you know, talk to Oliver right. or to, you know, talk to yourself. Um, you know, by the way, Oliver does great things with couples and he's doing his thing out there. Or, you know, we all know each other here in the chat or those who are in the chat. I had somebody call me from my church and just to check in. And I felt some type of way. I was like, I don't need nobody to check in with me. I'm Gary Graham. But, um, you know, out, he was outside of my circle yeah. and just decided to check in. And when you check in, there's no, I don't have, this is not empirical evidence. This is pretty much anecdotal. If you check in with somebody, you definitely delay the, uh, the terrible act that they're trying to do. Even if it's down the road or even it's for 40 minutes or what have you. It's like, man, I was planning to do something, do something wrong. And then, you know, here comes Vernon calling me out of the blue and saying what's up. So, uh, you know, it's very important. When I was in college, um, the Lord impressed me to call a specific friend that I didn't call a lot. Mm. Let's say call this one now. Mm. I called and the person's crying. Wow. Person's going wow. through. Wow. And so part of self-awareness is also being spiritual aware. Mm. Right. Uh, we got to talk about signs of anxiety, Donna. Definitely signs of anxiety. I, I, I'll go through that. Mm. Um, but you've got to be spiritually aware. You got to be spiritually connected uh, to to recognize these things too, because the Holy Spirit is there to teach. Mm. And Holy Spirit has said, "Listen, I will guide you into all truth. Right? I will lead you to what you need to know." So I, I you know, as a pastor, I would first specifically say. Be spiritually connected. Um, And then, you know, if you're feeling it, if it's in your gut, have a discernment. Mm -hmm. If it's in your gut to call somebody, check in on somebody, send a text to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's so easy easy to send a text to. Hey, what's up? So we are agents of peace to an extent. So there's no reason for anybody not to shoot a text. Or uh, say what's up, or I'm talking about not in your circle. I'm talking about outside, okay. right outside of your circle. So, um, we, you know, uh, Donna talked about uh, some of the um, signs of anxiety, and it could. <laughs> I'm going to be a little facetious, and I'm going to be a little transparent. Like this time last Sabbath, you know, I was going through some anxiety, and I was like, I didn't have any work. I didn't have any deadlines uh, to get to, um, but when I realized, and then I, and then I got one of my uh, small panic attacks, and when I realized that I came through some anxiety, anxiety is built up, and really what happened is that um, Nilsa is, my wife, is not around, and so my peace around me was disturbed and i didn't get a chance to pull that uh together and so um you know donna anxiety could come in all different forms but the first thing with anxiety is that something that is normalized and you stepped out of that normal bubble anxiety is involved i'll share something with you uh even with phil uh we bought some um season tickets for the Mets and uh, 
this is my first time. I think Phil, maybe this is his third or fourth year. And uh, he jumped, I jumped in and then the calling back and forth and the talking to whatever that has given me some anxiety on what is happening because you're not used to certain things. You drive a certain way to church. And uh, I was driving to church one day, Bethel 70 Avengers from here in the Bronx. And they had the marathon. And everywhere that I went, it was blocked off. My anxiety went up. So anxiety is in you every day. And um, somebody who just popped on. And, and, you know, my son told me that, and you told me this. So I, one of my gifts I think God has given me is that I just try to make the hard simple. So let's say, for instance, Donna just got on and Krista just got on. Uh, what's up, people? And they probably saw the link, and then it's 11.35, and they say, oh, man, I hope I didn't miss it. You know, I really wanted to hear Phil and Gary uh, talk. And so their anxiety level goes up. Yeah. Okay? This is as simple as this. Okay? We're, I don't know why Donna want to come and see, come on here, or we don't know why Chris want to come in here. And at 7 a.m. Venice, they can watch anything in the world you know they could go to oakwood and watch they can go to uh southwestern and watch they could go to loma linda and watch you know right now at uh our home church our basic church at ephesus um pastor nixon is being installed that's right, right now they all could go there right? yep. but somehow they chose us to come here and they were interested and somewhere in their mind they said to myself I hope I'm not too late. I mean, not that we would hate them if they wouldn't, wouldn't show up, but they would say, uh, <laughs> all right, Chris. Yo, tell my man Doggy that I said, what's up? <laughs> that's my boy right there. <laughs> so, yeah. that, that's, so that's the anxiety. So when it becomes a disorder, just like addiction, it has to happen over and over and over and over again. Not two weekends in a row. This has to happen a, a bit. Like every Saturday I, I get up, I, uh, I got to make sure that I'm accepted to go to all these platforms before I feel away. You know, this is not easy. They put it in a book and it's just like half, it's like a Rubik's Cube and, uh, until you get it right. So I hope I made it as simple as possible. No, that's that's it. Um, it's something that happens over and over. And that's why we are introducing more social and emotional learning in our schools so that our youth can get it early in age. And of course, depending on your family, you learn some of these steps naturally. But uh, I, I heard an educator talk this week about classroom anxiety. Ah, uh, uh, Chaplain Benton, you, know, you, you up late. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is up late. Her whole time frame is off, bro. Twelve hours ahead. <laughs> so, but she got a she got a month to take care of that. Hey, hey, uh, Listen, hey Chaplain, and, what's and, up? And by the way, you know she's one of our sponsors. She's one of our sponsors. Really? Uh, yeah her her book, uh, A Greater Force Than Failure. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna make sure we we put that up a little bit later. But if you're going through anxiety, her book is perfect. Okay, uh, to have a greater force than failure. Let Let's me start. um, can I? 
add on to what you're saying about the kids. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm an advocate for, and, um, you know, kids don't have to go to school every day. Okay. Mm. I'm just going to let you know that some days, uh, you wake up and it's like, you know what? I'm not working today. I'm clearing my schedule and I'm staying in my bed. Okay. And our kids don't get a chance to do that. Uh, a lot. So, um, I'm not saying, you know, they're human too. Yeah. They are, um, kids, they take on information and then they have this expectation. I'm not saying they're being bullied at school. You know, they go to pathfinders or they go to Cub scouts and then they go to, uh, lacrosse and after lacrosse, they go to Kung Fu and after Kung Fu, um, they do have all these activities and then you have to do the, uh, then they want to do their math homework. And then on uh, Sabbath, they have to go to church and you do it all over again. And there's no stopping because the next holiday is President's Day, the 21st. Yeah. I look forward to that. All right. And so where Carissa and Shay and uh, Michelle, what's up, Michelle? How you doing? And Adrian can plan for that as adults. Our kids don't plan for that. So one of the things that I subscribe to, and you know this, uh, we're close friends, and I will tell you this too. I said, Phil, make sure you take Friday off so you could book in your weekends. That is yours. Nobody can take that from you. And if you plan in ahead, then you could take the girls, and you could take uh, Trey, and then, you know, Uncle Gary's coming down this weekend. Maybe we'll go to FedEx Field and go uh, do some things and take all of that to the side and reduce your anxiety and bring up your depression. And so all of that stuff works when you do it. Um, I, sp- you know, I spoke to somebody this week and I was like, do you write? And it was like, yeah, I write this type of stuff and I write this type of stuff. I said, that's you. You have to write. You have to exercise. You have to take some of this anxiety and take the key and on the cartoon, put it in your belly and eat it and let it go. That's what's up. Wow. These are some great things. Uh, let, let me just uh, add a little sponsorship. So sure, go do that. A greater force than failure, intentional time with God. If you feel like you're failing or you have failed at something, listen, failure is not the end. Check out Chaplain Adrian Benton's book, uh, A Greater Force Than Failure. Um, we're talking about anxiety. A lot of kids come from blended families, right? So we got a book for you, too. We need more clouds. We need more clouds. Right. My wife, Lynette Wesley. Now she's at that introduction that you were talking about. So you talk about anxiety. I'm home with Trey by myself today. Mm-hmm. So, but I got my boy. It's nap time. So you know, <laughs> I said sit it's here. Out. He said okay. I heard I said, him say sit that. Here. He I said okay. Him. You don't hear him, right? Because it's yeah. nap time. Right. I know how to plan my day. <laughs> All right. That's how Big Daddy works. You know. Yeah. Right. That's how we do it. Right. And so, uh, but my anxiety will come home if he left the living room a mess before she gets in the door. So, you know, I got to make sure that uh, I lower my anxiety. Now, here's another thing. Um, there was This was a tip for a teacher in the classroom, teacher mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. There was a student um, that was anxious about being called on in class. Uh, 
and and would randomly be called and 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 would get really nervous so the teacher found out so the teacher made a deal said listen when i'm about to call on you i will stand in front of your desk so that's new that if the um the teacher was not standing in front of their desk they would not be called on they cue them off they're, yes, there are definite uh, cues. So anytime you off cue, it will happen because that student most likely, and you're probably closer to that student than I am, of course, wants to participate, but can't participate because of what him or her is wonder, wonder, wondering about. Uh, let me take this with Donna, if you don't mind. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, de- definitely. Can an example of anxiety be worrying about you have to work on Sundays during the Sabbath? Right. That's why people hate Mondays. You know, there are people who, um, and I'll share with you in my business, and Philip, you know, is that Mondays should be the best day of the week, work week for everybody. Our good friend Eric Thomas has made his fortune. Yes. Talking about. Getting God ready to thank God is money. Made a fortune off of that, literally. Yeah. So your Mondays or your Sundays or your first work day of the week should be as pleasant as your Fridays. So I, I'm gonna tell you what I have done. I don't do any work on Mondays. I don't see patients on Mondays, and you know that. So all I do on Mondays is um I do admin work. So I could get into the week. Now my Tuesdays has more anxiety than Mondays, but I, I'll even tell you this: I, I spoke to nurses as, as all of the patients that I have. You will be surprised, and I think I'd have told you this, but I have no problem telling you this. And whatever, the amount of anxiety that I have to talk to my patients, I have to literally be prepared to get online, to get on the phone. You're my, you're, you're one of my closest friends, even for um, today. You know, um, what am I going to wear? I wanted to cut yeah. my hair. I had to look in, out for now you're in Mississippi. I see you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, a year ago, I was not intentional about my brand uh, of, of what it is. So all of these things come on because two or three years ago, coming on screen was not as big of a priority as it is now, especially the fact that you're my closest friend. And this is your platform. And Adrian is across the uh, uh, country as our friend and our chaplain. And there's people right. here that knows that what I'm going to say, it cannot be, I'm just going to use the word bull, of foolishness. That uh, we're talking about something that saves people. So uh, i give you a quick thing, uh, Donna. You have to uh, carve out. What is giving you your anxiety for your first day of work? You know, do, do you have to fold your clothes before the, the next day of work? Some people does that. Uh, do you have to make yourself breakfast? Do you have to make a plan and write down what is it that is making you go topsy-turvy that day? And it will break down uh, what what is going on. You're a fine young woman. I know you do that, but... People, everybody has that. When, when 60 minutes come on on uh, Sunday night, people go crazy because they know they have to wake up Monday morning. Let me, let me throw something in there. Mm-hmm. The reason why we have Sabbath 
is to lower anxiety. I, it's a natural way that God gave us mm-hmm. to lower anxiety, to say, you need a break. Mm-hmm. Get this, get this. He gave us preparation, right? right. Thursday right. or Friday. If you prepare ahead of time, your Sabbath has less anxiety. Now, mm-hmm. for a pastor, Sabbath or even Sunday for some are the highest forms of anxiety. Right. Because right? You, you work on Sabbath and right. Sunday's a lot of admin and that goes on a lot of meetings because right. you're because the church constituents, in order to move to church, that's when everybody's really off. Right. And yeah. so if you prepare, like I know that when I have my suit already out of the cleaners, everything's done by Friday night. You know, by the time the sun set, if everything is done, the food is is set, is good to go. You have those good days where everything is good. You have less anxiety about getting up in the morning if your sermon is well prepared, right? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> you know? glad you. I'm glad you said All of that. that. Yeah, I mean, I'm off today, and I'm off tomorrow. But if I take like a couple of hours and uh, kind of set up the week my week will go better. Let's say, you know, um, I have to meet you and pass a chaplain on uh, Monday or Tuesday. I'll say, look, I got to make sure this is all right so we could get into it. So, you know, preparation always brings down all. I'll go on record by saying the preparation always brings down anxiety, even a little bit, you know, like, you know this. I, I was talking to one of my patients the other day, and I said, I don't go to the ATM at night. Never. I'm the biggest dude around here. You know, it looked like I may rob you at the ATM, but I'm afraid that people will rob me. That's my anxiety. So I don't go to the ATM. And, and you know, when Nilsa or Tony goes, I said, nah, you know, we'll do this another time. I'll transfer you. I'll cash app you or what have you. I, I, will, right. I will do that. So, and the other thing that I don't do, and I think you mean you jokes about this too, is that I don't get gas in the morning because sometimes I run late to go to work or what have you. My, I don't want to go to the gas station. So before I come into the house or in the middle of the day, I make sure I put gas in the tank. So correct. You are right. so correct. So, so when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to rush. And you say, and you go into the car and you say, man, I'm glad I got gas today. Or you got cash in your hand. So we're going to the stadium. I don't have to stop off and get the ATM machine. That's right. Because... You know, we got to stop there. Even if you go into the stadium and you say, I got to get the ATM cash. We've done it already. You've prepared. Preparation decreases Always. anxiety. Let me give a shout out to another sponsor. Yes, uh, sure. Uh, oh, is, is it Thomas' birthday today? All right. Uncle Minnie, you want to say happy birthday to my cousin, Thomas yeah. Hines? Yes, sir. Uh, he is Uncle Minnie. You can check him out on YouTube as well. His children's story. That is also part of social and emotional learning, children's mm. story, that time that builds the um, emotional presence, strength. Uh, story time is great if you have the right storyteller. Now, if you have the wrong one, it could go south quick. <laughs> shout out to my cousin, uh, Thomas Hines, over in Cali. Over okay, in- I thought it was out of Cartwrights in uh, Huntsville. Yes, yes, that's, that's, it is. that's her brother. Home. So Michelle okay. Cartwright, okay. right? Timothy Cartwright, but uh, Thomas them. Hines, because that's Michelle is formerly Michelle Hines, uh, Rosalia Hines, Thomas I, Hines. 
Probably got to get them. I probably got to get her on the uh, on snacks. Well, get this. Recurrent yeah. Hines, he writes plays. Uh, uh -huh. One of the best uh, play producers and writers in California, right? Uh, we share the same middle name, McGuire. There's so not a lot of McGuire's going around. Yeah. That's uh -huh. my middle name. But we share the uh -huh. same. So that, that's the family breakdown. All Honduras connection. All the Hon Honduras. Hey. I've, I've been meaning to tell you this. You know Brian Flores' crew is from Honduras. Yes, sir. All right. I, 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 yes, I, I, I probably knew you probably knew that. Yeah. Al already. I did. So, I, I read it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's, and, and it's kind of sad because he's from Brooklyn. I don't care if you was in Long Island all your life. You know, you you're Brooklyn to me. And uh, what he's going through is is a is a lot, man. So yeah, yeah. Big yeah. shout out, big shout out to Brian Flores. Big but, shout out, big prayers. Listen, you got our support, man. There's so yeah. many people going through so much on the job. I'm not a a morning work person. If that makes sense. Yes, um, I think that's where it is. My anxiety. But, so yeah. let's 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 bring that back, past him. But let's put that up and let's kind of break that down a little bit. Yeah. So you know. You know, we we're gonna wave that we're gonna wave Donna's fee for, for <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I I don't wanna sound cosmic or say anything, but you know, dance with me on this Phil and you'll understand this, right? Go for it. We have no option to be a morning person. You you know, whether you wake up at seven or ten or eleven, you gotta uh get up and if you are not a morning person, thanks for putting that up there, and you're more of an evening person, you still have to compensate to get your day um, going. So I always liking our mental health to uh, a plane taking off, right? You go to the gate, and after you go to the gate, you taxi to the runway. One of my favorite things about uh, having a plane, uh, you, uh, Krista uh, and Michelle, you hear the pilot says, uh, hey, everybody, we are number four for takeoff. So you kind of get an idea. And then you may look out the window and you may see the couple of planes on the probably you for Delta and you see JetBlue and you see KLM and you notice that you're going to go there. And then you know when the plane turns, you know that you're about to take right. off. Yes, yes. Okay. So. And then, you know, and you said to yourself, man, I'm glad they got on there because, you know, we said people have sat in the tarmac for a long time. There's people are eight or nine or whatever that, that got their way. You have to plan to get on a slot in order to leave the plane to, to, to leave. So I knew three days ago that I had to be on this program. OK, and I knew what time I had to wake up and I did not sleep well. So I'm just saying this because one of the things that helped me as a therapist, I try to be as open as possible. And I said, my anxiety is that Phil is one of my best friends. I wanted to make sure that I was sharp. Okay. Um, I needed to wake up because it's Sabbath morning and Nana's here and I had to make sure Nana's okay. And me and Nadine had to go there. Nilsa, I had to make sure Nilsa's okay. I want to make sure my son is okay. So my mind has to be clear before I come here in the box and what have you so i don't want to say i'm not a morning person so if i knew i'm not a morning person i had to prepare 
extra. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, I want to look my best. So Phil is like, remember your brand. I said, okay, I'm going to go and get my, my, my colors. The hat that I have on Phil bought for me. So back in the day, I didn't match. So even those anxieties get together, Donna, it's okay. But you have to tackle each one. And I feel a little bit better. I don't even have my glasses on. I don't put on my contacts for nobody. I got to look good for my boy. You know, I, you know <laughs> but I'm, that, that's the point that I'm trying to get Pre at. Preparation. I'll right. tell you what. Right. Let, me, let me go a little step further since you brought up the plane situation. Right. I get very claustrophobic sitting in the window seat. And you've been flying forever. You've been flying forever. Right. I fly a lot. Okay. And I don't like being catacornered in the window seat. A lot of people love the window seat. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'll tell you where it happened. I was flying on this small Delta flight. Uh -huh. Right. And I realized my anxiety risen up. Okay. I'm on this small plane. The plane is already small. I'm already, you know, I'm right at the window seat. Um, back there, but then this dude, bigger than you, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. he got in the seat in front of me, right? Oh, man. And he sat. When he sat, the seat went back already. Mm. But then he pressed a button. The seat back went on. back already. Oh, man. He pressed the button. And the seat went back even more. And it's like on me like this. I'm like, whoa. I, my anxiety started to rise up, started to breathe, started to, you know. So I, I asked the steward, I said, listen, do you have an aisle seat? Said, yes, we have one. I think it was like emergency or something. I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And they, I, I got it right away. And I didn't want to offend them, but I had to find my peace. Now, had I gotten stuck there, I would have tried to find a way to kind of breathe my way through and just think of something else. But I realized how claustrophobic I was in closed spaces. Mm -hmm. So every time uh, I book a flight, I have to get the aisle seat, even if I have to pay more. That's why I go first class, bro. Well, I'll <laughs> get there. I don't even share. I'm not trying to one up you. I was flying one time and um, I was in a tight space. And Nilsa had, I think I'll tell you this one. And Nilsa had uh, made me a sandwich, uh, uh, you know, because she knew that um, I started flying again. And then some, I'd be in some situations. And so, when my anxiety comes up, you know, sometimes I like to have a little sandwich or whatever. And, man, that sandwich was like I was four years old. I thought, you know, she had packed it up in the little silver aluminum and whatever. Yes, I yes. was like, yo, it's okay. You can take off. I'm good now. So good story. That's true. Is yeah, absolutely yeah. true. I mean, that my anxiety went straight. So, uh, listen, I, I'm trying to get to your first class status at some point. You know, it's, it's a couple of dollars, B. It, it's, it's not going to happen. It, it, remember when I travel a lot, I travel with like two others, or see, sometimes four or five others. So, so that I, that reminds me of a conversation we had, and this is all mental health, and people don't understand this. So, it's not a secret that you commute to DMD, DMV to New York City a lot. And so, I told you the other day, I said, "Well, Phil, you know, you should just jump on the train." 
and you know you get a lot done. I I, I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I drove to the DMV. But then you brought up when you travel, you have a crew of three or four, yeah. so it's like one you know one fifty or let's say ninety one times whatever. Yeah, and so you know so this goes back to Donna that you know you you know you have to carve out. Your anxiety is definitely personal. It may be universal to everybody, but it is it's personal, and you have to speak to that. You know, we, me, you, and Phil are drive are flying to uh, Gillette, or we're we going de- uh, to to the campground for International uh, Camp Re. Because uh, by the way, you know they they're giving tours all the time right now, so you can see. And then you say, and you know, you need to come and say, you know, I really have to sit in the front. Because I don't like yes. to be, I don't like to be uh, in in tight spaces. We need to speak our anxieties, yes. so you don't yes. have to go through that. That's right. Once you acknowledge your anxiety, mm-hmm. you can now put steps into resolving it. That's right. right. Yeah. So, Chris, I'm with you. You get the emergency roll seat. Listen, there's so much room. There's so mm-hmm. much room. That's why I don't fly certain. Um, uh, you know, low, f- uh, you know, Fr- frontier, frontier. Uh, sp- I, I've flown them, yeah. but I've learned my lesson why I don't. Or if I do fly Spirit, I'm buying the more room seat. I- I'm just gonna, you know, spend the money. I have about three different airlines that I just stick with, you know, automatically. That's Delta, JetBlue, Southwest. Mm-hmm. Those those are my three. Every now and then, United, mm-hmm. but you know I have a three you know standard. So um, th- let's get back to that. So anxiety, it happens. It happens on a normal level. Yeah, right? you don't you don't have to have anxiety disorder to have anxiety. No, 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 no. It happens, yeah. and I know you know if you're married, your anxiety level goes up depending on what's happening in the dynamics. If you're a parent. That anxiety happens. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, it's just natural. Like you know, my mother is a natural warrior, right? <laughs> Most mothers are natural warriors. My wife remotely turned on the alarm uh, last night when I went to sleep. So she's like, "I, I just need my anxiety. I need to make sure the house is secure, even though I'm not there." I'm like, "All right, you know, uh, there on any level there are." ways of anxiety uh, uh, but you can't let it overtake you you just have to prepare for it and have to prepare as best as you can towards handling it because everybody deals with some level of anxiety mm-hmm. uh, my anxiety may not be yours yours may not be mine but mm-hmm. we all have it we all have to cope with it mm-hmm. let's get to some things we're not going to take it too long we dealt with suicide. Now you did say there is a suicide. Yeah, glad you put this here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so this is what people can dial from their phone right now. Yeah, uh, like nine, like nine, nine one one nine eight eight. I like to say that I've done a lot of things. One of the campaigns I would like to do, I would like to see the national, the post of the national suicide hotline go in every church bulletin board, and uh, and on their website, and. Uh, this is the hotline number. Go ahead and call it so you can have an idea what it is. It's 988. It goes right into a person that picks up the line. And so instead of you, instead of going through this whole number, the seven numbers, this is what it is. It's just been approved. That's powerful. 
Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And a lot of people don't know that, but that's something that we'll continue to talk about. Mental health is something we, we talk about uh, when it comes to relationships, uh, when it comes to divorce. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of people in church having anxiety about divorce. Uh, now, I saw your brother posted something that said divorce is an option. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard a lot of people went in on him for posting that. And a lot of times we don't like to we don't like to set the reality. We don't, we don't like reality in church sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, you know, in rap, Mike, we always talk about keep it real, keep it real. A lot of people don't like to keep it real. Let's be honest. Everybody talk about 100. I mean, we got an emoji for 100. Right. A lot of people don't want to talk 100. Mm-hmm. They don't, I mean... And, and they think that every level of the church has to have this perfect order. And I'm like, did you see how Israel was created? Mm. Like Israel, God's people out of four different women. <laughs> well, I would love to have one, a show. One father, four different women. Uh, yeah, you're talking about your boy Nick Cannon. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know Phil, our church is just a... It's no different than the NFL. We love the NFL. We love the NBA. Yep. Um, sometimes you find out your favorite show or your favorite actor who plays your favorite character, find out that person has not one piece of scrupulous in them. No. no you know? So you have to take it, to keep it 100, and, you know, you have to deal with it you know so i even with me i've been married for 21 years and you were there from like the beginning yeah you know you came back into my life uh 2003 you know you've seen me grow up you know and all over those years we've had uh ups and downs and i there's been a lot of down years but and there's some people who decide to divorce and so we have to make that um the uh, the story of the day. And, you know, we need to not find out at your funeral that you was married once before, or, you know, you have another child and whatever. That's, this is where the trauma, you know, comes in. So, um, Will Smith has a child before, uh, um, those two that he has there That's right. and you often see pictures of that child with the family there's a lot of blended families and then so we have this thing that um, you have to have a straight box family to be successful Jesus was born into a blended family by the way mm, there he is Jesus was born into a blended family uh, all of Israel was a blended family Mm-hmm. All of Israel. That's why you have the whole Joseph story, because mm-hmm. it was a blended family story, right? Mm-hmm. He gets his favorite. He gets the coat. He's a favorite son, but he's the son of Rachel, who's like one of the last to have the children out, out mm-hmm. of all of them. Right. You're talking about um, 11 kids later or or even uh, 12 kids later, depending on when Dinah was born in the scene. You know, you're talking about that many kids later. Now, all of a sudden, Joseph comes and he becomes this favorite. 
and, and now you have the family dynamics back all of genesis gives family drama if you ever look in like family drama you want to read the bible and find where that family drama is that is all genesis right and it's repeated today is repeated today everything that happened at the tree let me just put that in there everything that happened at the tree in the garden of eden we all suffer from today mm. every is. single ailment that we have is rooted back at the tree mm. so that's why jesus hung on the tree in order to reverse the curse that we had at the first tree no you know and, and so but we're dealing with that the bible is constantly dealing with divorce dealing with adultery uh, a Hosea is basically the first five chapters about go back to your wife who cheated <laughs> with. Um, yeah. nobody reads Ezra chapter 10 where they realized they had been you know marrying outside of Israel so they had a mass divorce a mm -hmm. mass divorce in Ezra chapter 10 mm -hmm. now the Bible does say God hates divorce but he didn't make it the unpardonable, unpardonable sin, right? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't make it the end all, say all. He said, "I hate it." Well, hate you, well we sin every day. Well, you know, Phil, divorce is nasty, and it takes up a lot of time. And I think anybody would hate that, even the process of divorce. Yeah. And you know, so um, that's a that's a fair statement, but it doesn't mean that somebody needs to be ostracized. Right. Or um, and take away your divorce from your job, your divorce from people. Yeah. You know, there's people we talked to 10 years ago that we don't talk to right now. That's it. And yeah. uh, so divorce is probably the dirtiest word outside of a curse word in the it English is. language. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't wish divorce on anybody. Let me just mm. say that. I wouldn't wish yeah, some things act like it's impossible. They do, they do. But I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Mm. Um, but I can tell you, it could be necessary for somebody. Right. You know, I don't wish it on anybody. I, I, I wish nobody would have to go through divorce. But you know, that's why you have the elders. Um, I'll give you an example of Rehoboam and Jeroboam in the Book of Kings. Rehoboam listened to his young friends and divided the kingdom end up divorcing the kingdom because mm. he listened to the wrong people mm. he did not listen to the ones before him the elders mm. and i i tell my students all the time i'm like i know you're going to get to the point you think you know better than me and your parents and your teachers and your principals i know you're going to think you know better but i need you to pay attention to all the stories before you they are all the same mm -hmm. they to this point of rebellion and they turn right back around and say man i should have listened it's like it's like a soap opera, you know, or, yeah. no, or, or novellas. Ain't nothing yeah. new under the sun. Nothing new under the you sun. Know, so Gary Graham dies in a fire, and you find out it's like, nah, it wasn't him. He's resurrected. Yeah, <laughs> in another episode. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you know, we we try as much preventative methods, but guess what? We are humans caught in a whirlwind of sin. Mm -hmm. Yep. So let me just say this, that God has given us grace not to keep us in sin, but to catapult us out of sin. Wow. He's given us grace so that we don't have to be slaves to sin, but that we can get. So some people are like New Yorkers. We try to park as 
close to the fire hydrant, but it's far away. I've gotten out of my car and taken the necessary steps to make sure I'm as far away from the fire hydrant as possible because I need a spot. I need a park somewhere. And, and man, that, that, that's the only spot that, that looks available, but is my car too close? And a lot of time we want to live this life of too close, but realize that God gave us grace to catapult us out. To, to give us another chance, to make better decisions, to do, again, grace is part of social and emotional learning, mm. <laughs> responsible decision-making. Mm. But um, God is giving grace to those who have gotten divorced too, because yes, everybody, everybody goes through, you make bad decisions. Not everybody's a right fit. Let me just say that. You know, so two great people may not be a great fit for each other. And yeah, I know you, great friends, but great friends, but not great marriages. This is how some relationships have formed. They formed out of rebellion. Your relationship is built off of your rebellion. So you got together because you were rebelling against your parents who said you shouldn't be together. Right. And your relationship is built on the rebellious act against your mother and your father against their wishes now sometimes it works sometimes you should be together but there's something inside of you that's telling you this is not going to work but right. you are so caught up in proving to be right that you do the wrong thing in order to prove that you're right yep and and that will become the problem in your life later on down the line is that people are are they're so caught up with i'm not going to be like my parents right i'm not going to be like the generation before me or i'll show them i'll show them that's not the right motive that is not the right motive uh yes keep praying for the singles absolutely but listen <laughs> you you're going to find that that you have had a lot of freedom to do what you need to do it's just you have you know there's just elements to relationships that people have to understand before they get into them. And you have to know yourself. Self-awareness is part of the pre-marriage code. Self-awareness. Do you know yourself? Do you know what you like? Do you know what you're about? Um, and, and I get it. For singles, anxiety is real. I, I get it. I get it. Um, just know that, you know, God opens doors way beyond your expectation take those opportunities that god has given you um live the life that god is asking you to live and he says seek ye the first the kingdom of god in all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you here's another text for the single folk i don't know if it's going to help but guess what <laughs> guess what be anxious for nothing but in, in everything, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god it is not a bad thing to say god i want a partner god i want a partner um and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus now i need you to understand something you're never going to find that perfect partner okay but you want a partner that fits that's the problem. A lot of people looking for this and that. You're not going to get all of that. You're not going to get all of that. You're going to get what fits for you. And then when you realize, you look back and be like, man, I'm glad I'm with this person. 
because this was a great fit for me. We have our challenges. We go through what we go through, but this was a right fit. I don't know if Ali's still on, and and we'll do a podcast just on relationships alone. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good guy for that. Look yeah. for the right fit. You know that that's going to lower your anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> in Providence, Rhode Island, that was my peace of mind, bro. I know, I know up there. I I, I know. I miss going up there. Yeah, yeah. That that was my peace of mind. I I would take advantage of water scenes, and it's the ocean state. Yeah. So this is how I get through a lot of my anxieties. I just find my place of peace, right? I find my place of peace and I find things that give me peace. I love family. I love having my family around some, but guess what? Sometimes the driving I do is therapy for me. So yeah. I'm a driver. I drive a lot. Mm -hmm. I got miles on my car. I drive a lot. So I've turned what is oh, a burden. One driving to something positive turn yep. it into something positive i drive a lot listen because i have a blended family because i've gone through divorce i have children in new york i live about four hours i could drive an average of 20 hours for the weekend just to see my kids for a day and a half yeah i know that i can speak to that mm -hmm. so 20 hours on the road mm -hmm. just to go pick them up bring them back send them back They'll spend for them. They'll spend about ten hours, uh, average on the road, mm. right? So you're talking about the gas, talking about the toll. You're talking about, Maybe but guess what? Yeah. I turn it into conversations that we have. I turn it into quality time. Uh, you know, we try to do our best, and uh, we we do our best to take them out and you know go to different uh free places you know mm -hmm. the, the zoo as you know in washington dc there's the free you could go to the zoo for free right uh, we try to do whatever we can to keep things going of course through the pandemic we found other creative ways so you got to be okay. creative uh you you cannot let your circumstance tear you down and 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 cause you not to do but it's got to be something that you do so listen um 988 is the um yes sir suicide so if you're, you're going through anxiety listen you're not the only one going through you're not going to be the first that to deal with what you've been through and you're not going to be the last you know this is the check-in uh listen let's let's promote our own uh monday monday uh we have boys to men that's right uh six o'clock right yeah, six o'clock. So listen, this is what you're gonna do, everybody. Just inbox us, uh, but maybe you're watching from a, a different location. So let me put my email in. Uh, but you can you see our Instagram, you see my Instagram, you see my website. Hit us up. My you know my website is um, has my email and everything. But in case. Um, put our email in here write us if you have a young man between uh nine and twelve right mm -hmm. young man nine and twelve you we have weekly discussions with young men nine to twelve weekly discussions one thing i asked them is did you make your bed 
That's our thing. Right. You make your bed will lower anxiety. Cleaning your closet will lower your anxiety. So your mom and dad won't come after you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. I, I, you know, the roughest days are days after laundry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but when I finally fold my stuff and put it away and everything is where it needs to be, I walk into my closet and and I receive peace because of that. So write us at info at mcguireent.com. Uh, and then you have also mental grief counseling, grief counseling, eight o'clock, eight o'clock on what, mm -hmm. what nights, Monday night, Monday night. Uh, so we got yeah. six o'clock Mondays and then we have eight o'clock. Yep. You can write me at the same. I'll make sure you get all the right information to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, info at mcguireent.com. We want to make sure that we bring healing to our nation. Thank you, bro, for, uh, having this time with me always love to come on you always uh maybe like once a quarter so we always get together on different platforms so thank you so much yourself if you don't um, mind we're gonna have to continue uh hi sister hodge how are you mm -hmm. um we're gonna have to have a check-in every now and then that's fine that's absolutely fine we're gonna I have to have a check I, I think that this is so important uh and if this has been important everybody that you're watching Listen, just put it into the chat room that this yeah. we saw a great discussion. Uh, if this has been helpful, you know, we'll do this more, especially on Sabbath, where sometimes anxiety can be up. We want to bring that anxiety down. We want to give the peace that passes all understanding. OK, Thanks. so let's have a word of prayer before we uh, end this and, and go from there. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for uh an opportunity to come before your people and bring some peace that passes all understanding we pray somebody's dealing with anxiety uh that you will bring them peace we pray with somebody that is dealing with depression dealing with divorce we pray oh god that your holy spirit would dwell with them that would give them encouragement that would show them the way to go we pray that somebody that needs counseling would go get counseling uh, we pray that somebody who is in need of a breakthrough, we get their breakthrough. For you have been anointed to preach the good news, the good tidings to uh, the, the poor, to the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. We pray that somebody is set free today. Thank you for hearing our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So listen, I'm going to put this on the podcast as well. So... Um, I recommend taking advantage of Gary's grief counseling group. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you do that. Or, or they can see me one-on-one -on -one for anything. Because, uh, you know, I do counseling and therapy also. Right. One-on-one. -on -one, right. So. And, and if you go to Psychology Today, right. you'll find Gary Graham on Psychology Today, all his information. Like I said, you can, you can email me or uh, inbox me. And I'll make sure that you get all the proper. We work together on a weekly basis. Yep. So mm -hmm. this this is we're, we're partners in mental health. Mm -hmm. um, just want to say that uh, years ago when I was in Brooklyn, the first lady of the city, uh, the Blasio, had the uh, Blasio's wife had brought um, Thrive NYC to my church. Yes. And we brought all the uh, health counselors, mental health counselors to the church. Uh, and we held that forum. So you can hold forums at your church and bring all the special specialists in like Gary Graham. You can have virtual spaces. 
uh, where you can bring Gary in and we can talk about this. All right, everybody. Okay. Uh, big shout out. Thanks, Krista. She said, uh, are you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Krista. I appreciate that. Yes. I recommend taking, uh, please, Mondays at 8, Griefs Counseling Group. It will be beneficial to anybody. All right. All right. Well, till next week, till next week, I'll be right back on my platforms every week. Uh, but we'll have hashtag Bible, uh, be a disciple uh, next week. But, you know, we'll check in every now and then. We'll do a check in for everybody so that we can really get our health where it needs to be. All right. So until then, everybody, everybody stay anchored. This is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Thank you for listening to the Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel.